0: The Patriot is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, Intelligent Radio.
1: With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. One national poll indicates Republicans have a lead in their bid to recapture control of Congress. The latest Rasmussen reports is the source. Their data finds if congressional elections were held today, 48% of likely U.S. voters would vote for the Republican candidate, while 39% would vote Democrat, a 9 percentage point lead for the GOP, and a point gained in their favor since last month. 12% of those polled are not committed to either party. At a similar point in 2018, the Democrats held only a one-point advantage in a similar poll in route to reclaiming their first House majority in eight years. George Williams reporting. President Biden has signed legislation granting Ukraine an additional $40 billion in U.S. support as the country continues to fight off a Russian invasion. The legislation includes $20 billion worth of military aid, $8 billion in general economic support, and $5 billion to address global food problems resulting from the collapse of Ukraine's agriculture. This is SRN News.
0: The 30, the 20, she's really cooking. The 10, touchdown, number 1280, Tafoya. What an incredible season she's had. The Patriot has just drafted Minnesota's own Michelle Tafoya for the brand new Sideline Sanity podcast. Her unique perspective on politics and world news is sure to hit harder than a 240-pound linebacker. Sideline Sanity debuts this Monday at am1280thepatriot.com.
2: From the Kirby and Christina Realty Studios, mostly cloudy today, maybe an isolated shower, 55 the expected high, maybe an isolated shower tonight, 42 the overnight low, and mostly sunny, 58 tomorrow should be the better of the two days. Our newest addition to the lineup is the Officer Tatum Show. Brandon Tatum has an interesting life behind him, including a seven-year veteran at the Tucson, Arizona Police Department. He's on weekday afternoons at 5,
3: Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The shining spot of red in the sea of dismal, dingy, institutional blue. The Northern Alliance Radio Network. AM 12A, the page. My name, Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. Over 20 years heading into my third decade of being, well, kind of right smack dab in the middle of Twin Cities political blogs. Something that used to be a bigger deal then than it is today. And yet... You remember the old saying, he who laughs, last laughs, laughs loudest. <laughs> I am the one who managed to keep control of his own content and not get banned by Facebook or Twitter. I'm the one who didn't have to wait for Elon Musk to come along and rescue my uh, ability to have a platform that anyone would actually read and listen to. No, that's right. Uh, being uh, being on being uh, having a blog has been something sort akin to being in the Old West, completely free, completely uh, free of being uh, shouted down, at least uh, directly, uh, to, the, to the people who own my platform, because I own my platform. <sighs> Sorry, that's been waiting for a while to get out. Also, the Northern Alliance Radio Network here on AM A, The Patriot, going on its 19th year of uh, dominating Twin Cities media via the mechanism of dominating twin cities weekend media which is the part of the media that really matters when you get right down to it i mean during the week yeah the tv station the newspapers uh cover the the stories more or less other radio stations will play their national hosts who do their 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 thing which is fine we got the best in the business there too but brad carlson the closer edition sundays one to three And Jack Tomzak, the uh, new guy from uh, 3 to 5 every Saturday, as well as our old friend, charter member King Banyan, Saturday mornings from 9 to 11 on our sister station, AM 1440, the businessman, continue to be, well, benevolent despots, it's true but still despots the ones who really call the shots in Twin Cities media, at least for purposes of uh, describing who actually gets the truth out to the people. That's what it's all about here, folks. That's why we do this. 651-289-4488 is the number to call should you care to join us, and I hope you do. You can also join us on Twitter or Gab, or Parler, or MeWe, or Getter at hashtag NarnShow. That's N-A-R-N Show. That's where you you go to if you don't want to dial in and you want to just get your your thoughts out to me in writing. Either way, via all six of those media, operators are standing by. You can also watch our uh, live stream at the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook fan page, Uh, when I get it up and going here, which I have not done yet, that's going to take a moment here at any rate, but we'll get that going sometime during the broadcast here with any luck at all here. I'll just say Facebook from the perspectives of someone who designs these things for a living just keeps making things worse and worse. And so if they're trying to get people to use this platform, their, their video streaming platform, they're, they're doing it terrible terrible job of making it work at any rate. Uh we'll we'll do the best we can. And of course again as I've been noting for the last couple weeks a change in the video system here at am12a thepatriot.com is in the offing as they say. My first uh, week back in the studio in two weeks here uh Brad and I were out at the Republican State Convention in Rochester last week and I gotta say, it was a refreshing convention. I have been through, uh, i don't know how many—I do know how many conventions live and on the air: 2006, uh, 2010, 2014, 2018, and this past one. So, 22 twenty-two, five straight conventions right now in the the big uh, the big uh, presidential—I should say gubernatorial—years. I think it's probably more than that, even when you start counting presidential year conventions the big conventions. So uh, I've been to quite a few of them now. And I will say that this past week was probably the most fun I've had, even though it was probably the shortest uh, amount of time I've been on the air through any convention. I remember we had a marathon broadcast during conventions back uh, in the 2000s, back in 06, uh, 2010. Uh, I think we were on the air for five hours at the 2010 convention, which was also one of the most fun nights I've ever had. Uh, actually, that was election night. Never mind. Yeah, the convention was in. Uh, the, the broadcast of 2010 was a blast. But the most fun of all uh, had to have been last Saturday in Rochester. And part of it was that there was a real different air about the convention, a real real vibe about the place. Brad and I talked about this last week. I'm going to mention it again really briefly here. Uh, The vibe at the convention was really young and intense. And by young, I mean maybe not necessarily that the delegates were younger than normal, although I think they were. But Brad and I noted this past uh, last week at the convention, one of the test votes for the electronic balloting asked how many people were at their first convention ever. And the number was north of 50 percent. I think 55, 56 percent was the final result. And this is huge. I mean, normally there's always a trickle of new people. And by trickle, I mean maybe 20 or 30 percent. And it varies by district. Obviously, strong Republican districts with uh, with traditional Republican parties like, I don't know, Grant uh, Grant Township, Benton County, Uh, Places with strong traditions of Republican leadership probably send a lot of lifers back, people who've been to 10, 15 conventions. God only knows how many. But this time it was the the turnout among noobs. And I say that with all affection (laughs) was huge. And and it was it was refreshing and kind of bracing because while there had been all sorts of talk from the lifers and the consultant class about party, about uh, campaigns going for a no endorsement result. Think about it. When you have a bunch of people who are diving into politics headfirst, perhaps have never been involved in politics, by the way, which was the case with, I think, almost all the delegates that my district, Senate District 65, sent to Rochester uh, at a convention uh, two months ago. Uh, These are people, almost all of them, I would say 75 percent of the delegates that we sent we're brand new. And if you remember, if you've been to conventions, if you remember your first time going to convention, you were there to change the world. You were there to kick butt and take names, and you were running out of paper to write names down on, so you were down to one goal. You were there. They were there this past week to endorse someone. There was going to be no all of having no endorsement after spending $100 to get into the convention, probably $200 for a hotel room at the, in Rochester. Uh, they were there to see some results. And by the way, for once, the system cooperated. The system cooperated brilliantly. I mean, whoever whosever idea it was to go with the electronic balloting, it was splendid. There was some opposition, but the, 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 the rules debate to go with uh, electronic balloting passed by something like a two- or three-to-one margin, and thank God it did. Uh, just from a pure broadcast production perspective— the first ballot was underway about the time we went on the air. We were waiting for results, I believe, when we signed on at 1 o'clock 168 hours ago. And we had results by the bottom of the hour. Maybe it was a little time to spare. I think we came back from break with uh, the first round of results. And I think we were on the fourth or fifth ballot by the time I had. I think I think I stuck around till 15 minutes after I was supposed to leave. Long story there. I had to drive three hours after the convention to get to a band gig last Saturday night up by Mille Lacs, which made for a long, long day, of which more later, perhaps. But uh, I stuck around a little extra time because it was worth it. And we got five ballots in in two hours. I mean, we moved from through through the whole process of of winnowing down the, the field from six candidates down to three. By the time the show was over, uh, by the time by the, by the time we got to three o'clock, Mike Murphy uh, was just about in the process of of starting to throw his support to to Jensen to Scott Jensen's campaign, and it was it was I mean I was able to listen to it as I drove up north, but I mean things were already well on their way, and I believe they in, uh, adjourned with plenty of time to spare before six o'clock. We were all. Looking at, because uh, the rule was they had to be out of there by six o'clock, and if they didn't have an endorsement by six, the convention would go forward with no endorsement, and we would go straight to a primary. Thank goodness we didn't do that. In in most cases, we are heading straight to uh, to to the election with most of the candidates. Now, we'll see what happens with uh, primaries. There's talk that Rich Stanick may uh, may primary the governor's race. Doug Wardlow, after promising not to go to a primary, has said he's going to go to a primary. We'll talk about that perhaps later on in the broadcast or certainly in coming weeks here. But we came out of the convention with some strong endorsements. Uh, We have a uh, state auditor endorsement. Uh, I can't remember his name for the life of me right now. I should have written it down. I didn't, but uh, he was running unopposed. That may have had something to do with why I'm having a hard time uh, retaining it. Kim Crockett. Uh, got the endorsement for Secretary of State that i don 't know if that 's going to go to primary or not. Uh, Jim Schultz uh, got the endorsement for Attorney General uh, Doug Wardlow, after saying he was not going to defy the endorsement as said he may, will be going to primary. There are many people trying to convince him not to, including his own erstwhile campaign manager from two camp- uh, from this past two campaigns, uh, Billy Grant. Has uh, severed his relationship with the Wardlow campaign after running his campaign so far in this race I believe and getting him say what you bill about Billy Grant who's a, an acquaintance of mine but and a, and a friend of this broadcast I'll, I'll have to say he's certainly sent some guests over this way over the years but uh, getting him closer than any other Republican got to being elected in 2018 in terms of statewide candidates so People are reacting with a certain amount of umbrage. Uh, Ryan Wilson, by the way, thank you very much. And it was Ryan, something or other, and I knew that if I'd have uh, said some, if I'd have uh, said the wrong name, I would uh, be chagrined right now. Ryan Wilson running for state auditor. Believe he got endorsed unopposed, as I recall. So, uh, thank you very much, uh, G Money. So, and of course, the the actual uh, the, the the big uh, ticket race. Uh, Scott Jensen and Matt Burke uh, coming away with the endorsement. Now there is talk Rich Stanek will take it to the primary. There's also talk he's still too banged up from his car crash to uh, to to go uh, to to go ahead with that. By the way, has it been a bad year for Hennepin County sheriffs and former sheriffs or what? Uh, it's almost like there's a jinx or a curse on them. Uh, Stanek, the former sheriff, uh, b- banged up in a car crash, and uh, Dave Hutchinson. No way, no how, driving drunk, uh, uh, according to the official uh, judicial results. Mm -hmm. Go figure. It pays to be a DFL. Anyway, bad year for for, uh, DFL. I'm sorry. sorry. Bad year for Hennepin County sheriffs and former sheriffs. Anyway, that's the convention. Now, I want to talk. There's plenty to be said about that, and we will do that and then some during this broadcast here today. But one thing I wanted to touch on here. Is just a little bit of the contrast between the, the conventions that, that we saw, that we are seeing that we saw last week and that we're seeing uh, this week in Rochester. That's right, both conventions on back-to-back Saturdays in Rochester. The DFL convention is going on there today. Now, last week, the Starkmeisters of the DFL noise machine made great sport about the fact that there were long lines to get into the Republican convention. Uh, which happens when 2,000 people show up inside an hour. Let's take a look at the DFL convention this week. Oh, this is hilarious stuff. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot.
0: Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
2: Education is absolutely the most critical decision you can make for your children. To get half off, it's a no-brainer. Hi, I'm Jeff.
4: Hi, I'm Trish, his better half, and we're from Oakdale.
2: We wanted a strong Christian school with conservative values.
4: The half-off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family.
2: I asked the station several times to make sure that I had understood that there weren't strings attached, and, and there were no strings attached. The impact on our kids has been amazing. Their critical thinking is stronger, and they're better equipped for life.
4: Yeah, the power of the Christian education is that our children can make their decisions and their sound decisions, and it just makes them better adults. Send your
5: child to a private school for half the cost for their first year. No strings attached. For details and participating schools, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com.
2: Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted on the job each year, leading to injuries and death. This is the reality they deal with when making contact with the public. Another reality is that if someone doesn't comply with a lawful order, or uses force against them, police may have to use sufficient force in response to obtain compliance. Use of force is always ugly. Nobody likes it, especially police. And nobody knows how it will turn out. Spread the word. For de-escalation to work, both parties must de-escalate. And de-escalation isn't necessary if there is no escalation. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how to help law enforcement accomplish its goals, visit nationalpolice.org.
0: Join the Freedom Fan Club today and you could win a copy of our Regnery Book of the Month, The Dumbest Generation Grows Up, From Stupefied Youth to Dangerous Adults by Mark Bauerlein. Register to win at am1280thepatriot.com.
3: AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call should you care to join us, and I hope you will, because that's what makes it fun. You can also join us on Twitter, Gab, parlor MeWe, and Getter at hashtag NarnShow, that's N-A-R-N-Show. Northern Alliance Radio Network, going on 19 years, meeting going on into our third decade, almost here, shortly, not too far away at all. Uh, as uh, Twin Cities, uh, by far now longest uh, lasting conservative talk show um, between Brad King, Jack, and myself. I mean, yeah, we're we're the big dogs. Anyway, by the way, check this out. You can save a baby's life for just twenty eight bucks. It's possible when you support Preborn, a life-saving ministry that offers free ultrasound sessions to young women and girls who have unplanned pregnancies. Preborn not only saves lives, but also saves souls. Preborn centers lead the nation in the percentage of patients that come to know Christ as their Lord and Savior. Your one-time gift of 28 bucks will provide an ultrasound session for a mother, allowing her to see the baby for the first time. Uh, these mothers, by the way, are far more likely to choose life. So call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or just go to am 128 thepatriotcom Click on the pre-born link. Whether you save one baby, five, or hundreds, you can be part of the life-saving difference. Call now. That's uh, 833-850-BABY. So the, uh, the, the DFL is having their convention this week. Now, it's, it's uh, by the way, today going on as we speak in Rochester, same place where we were last week, the Rochester Convention Center. Apparently, uh, both sides have figured out that Rochester and the 1st Congressional District is where the action is this year. Really, it, it is. It's where the, uh, the two most interesting contested races are right now. Uh, not to say uh, the third couldn't get potentially interesting here, but we already know that uh, there's going to be a battle royale for the first congressional district vacated by the late and lamented Jim Hagedorn, longtime friend of this broadcast, rest his soul. Uh, That's going to primary uh, shortly here, as well as a rather spirited special election contest between a number of candidates of whom we will speak in a moment. And, of course, the second congressional district is going to be a Donnybrook. Uh, We have Angie Craig. By the way, this is the district that currently, quote, represents, end quote, uh, the station. We are smack dab in the middle of the second CD. And we are currently, quote, represented, end quote, by Angie Craig. A, quote, businesswoman. She's not. She's an H.R. representative, which basically means uh, a government official stuck into the middle of a big business. But whatever, that's fine. Uh, Running against Tyler Kistner, who skated to an easy endorsement for a second run at the uh, second uh, for the second CD after coming in painfully close two years ago in a bad year for Republicans uh, running against the anti-Trump landslide. Uh, of of votes, say what you will about them, but uh, he he ran a foul, a bad year for Republicans at that level, uh, especially here in Minnesota, and came out kind of like Doug Wardlow, very, very, very close. By the way, there's some friends of this broadcast who are of the opinion that if you engage in a political race and you lose, it's one where you, quote, should have won, end quote, uh, and you lose, you should be shunned, you should be drummed out of politics for good. Which, and I say this with all due respect to the people who say this sort of thing is just just moronic, just too stupid to even have pity for. And I say again, all due respect for the people who say this, because I know you have your reasons. I can be convinced, but from where I sit now, it's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I mean, it took John Klein three tries to beat Bill Luther. It took Jim Hagedorn three tries to beat uh, to, to, to get the open seat when Tim Waltz left. And it, it, it may take Tyler Kistner two tries to uh, win the second CD. But you can tell someone think he's, uh, thinks he's going to. And here's how you can tell that. Normally speaking, if a candidate has a safe, easy race to get to the, the back into office, they don't start spending money any earlier than they have to. I mean, God love... Mylor Shang, Shang, who's the endorsed candidate in CD4, or C.C. Davis, who did a spectacular turn at the convention last week. They both face very uphill races and they're working hard. And in a good year, justice would say they would they would both be headed to Congress. And who knows if they get over 40 percent of the vote, it may have almost as as earth shaking an effect uh, because that means the Democrats are being shredded statewide. I, I approach both these races with the, with the utmost and optimism, but also realism. They're 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 tough rows to hoe for both races, and I couldn't be happier that Cece Davis and Maylor Shang are running for the fifth and fourth CDs, respectively. But you don't see Ilhan Omar and Betty McCollum uh, spending a whole lot of advertising money right now because, rightly or wrongly they are fairly confident that they're going to skate to, to re-election. Now, we can hope lightning strikes. And and by the way, if you're a Republican, you should work hard to see that lightning strikes. But neither of them is spending a whole lot of money on uh, their re-election, any more than Pete Stauber is uh, spending uh, tons and tons of money up against the token candidate that the DFL is throwing up against him, some, I don't know, Duluth City Councilwoman who... It really doesn't have any hope of winning whatsoever. I mean, Pete Stauber is going to skate to his third term, no problem, Uh, probably with a a two-digit margin at least. I mean, any more than Tom Emmer has to spend. That's an even better example. I mean, Pete Stauber is going to start spending campaign money at some point here because there's still a sizable DFL presence, uh, presence in the Arrowhead and in the Iron Range. They're out there still. Not many. They're dying off. They're switching to the GOP because they realize the DFL hates them. But, and they do, by the way, if you'd like to argue that with me, 651-289-4488, you will get on the air first. But Tom Emmer, I mean, he doesn't have to spend any money. He will get elected with a three-digit margin, practically, uh, because it's a Republican district. It's a solid Republican district. Now, Angie Craig, on the other hand, has been putting ads on morning television shows for over a month now. I think we're even going back to early April at the very latest, maybe late March. Angie Craig was spending lots of money on morning television ads. That's expensive stuff these days. I mean, any advertising that goes on to media at times when people are actually paying attention to it is going to be expensive. Morning drive radio, same thing. Morning television here in the Twin Cities is still expensive advertising. and Angie Craig is advertising on all the morning TV shows. This is not the sign of someone who believes they're going to skate back to an easy re-election here, folks. This woman is preparing the ground as early as she can because, mark my words, if she's spending ad money this earlier in the campaign, her internal polling is giving her ample reason to start working really early because it's going to be a bad year for Democrats, especially in swingy districts like the second CD, maybe even the third CD. We'll see. Here's hoping we can flip that one back. In the first CD, well, we'll talk about it. So, the both parties are having their conventions in Rochester this year because the first and second CDs are the two that are probably the most in contention right now. Uh, we don't know whether the DFL thinks they have a shot at unseating are flipping the district from Republican to Democrat after a couple terms of Jim Hagedorn. That's to some extent the, uh, what going to be the result of the primaries coming up here, with a lot of good candidates running uh, for the, A, the special election, B, the chance to replace uh, Hagedorn this fall in the general election. Again, more on that process a little later on in the broadcast here. Second CD, of course, which isn't that terribly far away from Rochester, that's also in contention. So the DFL is holding their convention there this year, uh, just a week after the GOP. And last week, as we pointed out in the last segment here, uh, there were some long lines. In fact, we've got photos here of lines stretching all the way around the lobby at the convention uh, at the Rochester Civic Center and long lines of people trying to get in because... 2,000 people, over half of them brand new to the process, all showed up loaded for bear, as it were, bright and early, Friday morning, ready to go out and kick butt and take names. And they were all waiting in line to get in, and they didn't run away. They kept, they, st- they stayed through. The, and the DFL snarkmeisters, they, this little little snarky little juveniles who run their noise machine over there, made hay about it. They, they published photos and tweets of the long lines of people waiting to get into the GOP convention. And they would, uh, they, they, you could tell they still got people like, I don't know, William Davis, the guy who got fired for uh, demanding Republicans get guillotined. You remember him uh, a couple years back. Uh, It's people who sound like that general level of mentality, right? Well, if they can't run a convention, can you imagine them trying to run the state? It's stupid to start with, because if you haven't run a convention, uh, don't heckle the people who run the conventions. Second of all, if we're going to be drawing parallels and metaphors out of conventions, let's look at what we have here. The Republican convention got overwhelmed by a surge of mostly new blood coming to co- uh, coming to the convention to kick butt and take names. That's what it was. Now let's look at the photos coming out of the DFL convention. This one was taken perhaps before people started coming in this morning. It looks a little bit like the TSA line at Twin Cities International. As, as you walk in, and this is a photo taken from one of the mezzanine levels, Apparently but uh, no one knows who because the DFL is trying to keep people out of the balcony and out of the mezzanine, and uh, really people are trying to make it impossible to take photos of this convention, but a few of them are leaking out, and the the first look at the line here shows a bunch of lines that are set up with uh, all the about as inviting as the TSA line at the uh, Twin Cities International first, you got metal detectors, then you got. Bag searches and and people g- going through all bags to make sure there's no weapons or other contraband. And then you get into the medical side of things. It looks like trying to get into and out of the Chernobyl exclusion zone. People wearing hair bags. People wearing full surgical drapes. We'll talk about the rules to get into the DFL convention. Then we'll talk metaphors. Go nowhere. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot.
4: You ever make a change and then think, why didn't I do this years ago? Well, that's how people feel about switching to MediShare for their healthcare, especially now with inflation the way it is. People are very happy with the savings. Most families save about $500 a month when they switch. It's a huge help when prices are going up so fast in so many other areas. And MediShare's customer satisfaction rate is double that of health insurance. It's just a different experience and people really like that. MetaShare is an alternative to health insurance. It's a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills, and it's been going strong for over 25 years. It really is the gold standard, the most trusted name in health sharing. Find out why people love it. Find out why they rave about the customer service, and find out how good it feels to save some money right now. They're super easy to talk to. Here's the number, 855-94-BIBLE. That's 855-94-BIBLE. 855-94-BIBLE.
5: Do you feel that your voice is heard at work? Wanna feel like your ideas are appreciated by management? longing to find a career path where growth is real and not just discussed around the conference table. Strategic Companies wants to meet and talk to you. Strategic Companies is a 3PL warehousing and transportation company with more than 30 years of experience in the business. From entry level to management positions, we are currently looking for candidates to join our growing team. Conveniently located in Eagan near 494 and 35E, we value our employees and provide a collaborative, inclusive, and empowering workplace where everyone is encouraged to make a difference. We offer competitive wages and a full benefits package. Check out strategicwarehousing.com to see a list of current opportunities. Join a company where you are more than just an employee. You are part of a family. Strategic companies, more than a job, it's family. Learn more at strategicwarehousing.com. That's strategicwarehousing.com.
0: The Patriot is proud to air the Pledge of Allegiance every weekday morning. If you're a veteran, current service member, or a first responder, we would like to honor your service by having you recite the pledge. If you're interested, please call us today, and we'll book a time for you to visit our studios. The number is 651-289-4410. That's 651-289-4410. Then join us for the pledge each weekday morning at 730
3: AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, off the field and into the studios, here comes Michelle Tafoya here on AM 1280, The Patriot. The Emmy award-winning former NBC sideline reporter is now the host of our brand new podcast, Sideline Sanity, debuting this coming Monday, focusing on life, politics, and world news from Michelle Tafoya's unique perspective. Keep a close eye on am1280thepatriot.com. For details and the debut episode that's coming up Monday. It's about time she joined us over here at the 1280. Eventually, all the smart, talented people will be here at AM 1280, the Patriot, because every place else just reeks of desperation compared to us. So check it out. Michelle Tefoya Monday. Yeah. So what were we talking about? Oh yeah.
6: Love
7: Sticks. Love
3: Sticks! So, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, the conventions. Yeah, the GOP convention. Uh, the DFL tried to make a little bit of snarky hay about the fact that there were some long lines to get into the GOP convention last week. This is, by the way, Friday morning, long before the, the heavy-duty lifting of, of endorsing a governor candidate uh, started. So 2,000 people showed up over the course of, I don't know, an hour, hour and a half. I mean, that's, that's going to tax anyone's... Ability to get it, but of course the DFL snark machine does what they, granted, are paid, paid very well to do, and they do very badly uh, with all the skill of a and, and subtlety of a of a German jazz band. And said, well, can you imagine people like this trying to run a straight? <laughs> and to which Brad Lee and I, Brad Carlson, Lee Michaels, and I were were getting a nice snork about this past week because. Wow! if you want to draw metaphors about how conventions are run, oh, oh, bring that on, because the metaphor is this. The Republican convention was absolutely overwhelmed with thousands, literally 2,000, mostly new people, over 1,000 of them new. Uh Cramming into the convention center bright and early on convention day, not dribbling in all day Thursday, Friday and Saturday when they feel like it and dribbling out early. In fact, compared to earlier conventions, I mean, there were 2000 and some people vote, almost 2100 people voting every single ballot. I mean, there have been conventions where as things go through the day, they're worried about keeping a quorum because people are heading out early because they just can't sit anymore they can't handle any more of it and of course the electronic balloting helped i mean it's this actually enough to keep a short attention span engaged it was is it was really fun actually but if you want to draw metaphors dfl snark machine draw this metaphor 2000 people hit the gates bright and early on friday morning getting ready to go out and take this state back and yeah they got to wait in some lines oh, okay. what what do you think they could run a state? Well, let's talk about the people who want to run the state. In fact, already do. And their convention going on right now in Rochester, the photos are leaking out. Not many of them because the DFL is doing their darndest to keep the information clamped down. I mean, there's no guests allowed. You're not allowed to sit in the balcony. Oh, this gets even more hilarious. I, I posted this at shot in the dark, that info this past week, I believe it was yesterday, maybe Thursday. Uh, this is off the dfl 's website there 's three steps to get into the convention, and the photos of this are just hilarious. It looks like the, the staffers are wearing hair uh, hair coverings, not hair nets, mind you, but the, the, the hospital grade hair coverings like people wear in surgical rooms, and they 're wearing surgical drapes like surgical gowns and gloves and n95 masks as they stand at the <coughs> metal detectors. Let's talk about the precautions to get into the convention center. If you are a DFL activist, a delegate, let's just say, a staffer, or a member of the media, the small portion of the media that the DFL accredits to get in, probably because they pass the ideological test. Step one. This is off the DFL website. I'm quoting them here. I'm not making this up. Pinky swear. It's right here. Step one, COVID-19 precautions. Anyone attending the convention must show proof of COVID-19 vaccination along with a photo ID. Wait, aren't photo IDs to vote racist? This is hilarious. They, they, you need a photo ID to get into the convention. And the GOP snark machine pointed that out, So, hey, I thought, I thought photo IDs to vote were racist. And Bizarrely enough, someone at the DFL answered this morning and Actually Actually you don't need the ID to vote. You just need it because the, the, the company that runs the COVID tests requires an ID. So as our good friend Rob Dore pointed out on Twitter right after that, so you don't need the ID to vote merely to attend. Oh that's totally different. <laughs> no, why would you mix those two up? So Proof of vaccination to get in. You have to have a proof of vaccination. It's the original one. If you lost the original, you got to go to the Department of Health to get a new one, as they explain on the DFL website. Then, notwithstanding your proof of vaccination, you still have to pass a COVID test. Anyone attending the convention must test negative for COVID on site at the Mayo Civic Center. So everyone going through is going to have a Q-tip shoved up their nose and dunked into, presumably, a rapid COVID test. These take 20 minutes to turn around. Bare minimum. So everyone going into the convention center is going to have a Q-tip jammed up their nose halfway through your brain and dunked into a vial and and put in for a rapid test, which, notwithstanding your, your, your vaccination status, which you also have to prove, you have to pass a COVID test. 20 minutes of sitting around and waiting. Then you get your wristband, which just shows that you've got your proof of vaccination and tested negative uh, for COVID. That gives you your silicone wristband, which you need to get into the convention. No wristband, no convention for you. But wait, you're not done yet. Then you have to present that silicone wristband at the COVID-19 checkpoint and then go through a security screen. Oh, yeah. Anyone attending has to go through metal detectors before being granted entry to the convention and have their bags and purses searched. Weapons of any kind are not prevented at the Mayo Civic Center. I'm going to be conservative and say, by the way, probably half of the people at the GOP convention last week were strapped at some point. Media outlets, it may have been closer to 100%. I don't know, hypothetically speaking. But the number of people who had carry permits and were carrying last week had to have been close to 50%, which had to have been giving Kim Norton, the mayor of Rochester, and as cowardly a liberal as exists, uh, gastric distress, let's just say. But no, they're screening. Uh, for weapons at the dfl convention it's almost like the dfl doesn't trust its own people and then you're not done yet then you get pre-registration by the way you can pre-register uh online at the dfl website uh, delegates and alternates are encouraged to pre-register because by god you don't want to do it at the convention you're going to be waiting 20 minutes for your covid test to come back plus to get your bags gone over like you're trying to get into East Berlin in 1974. Then finally, after all this, step number seven, you get your credential badge. Once your registration is completed and you've gone through the cavity search for weapons and you've had your brain scooped out with a Q-tip to get tested for COVID, notwithstanding your vaccination status, which increasingly appears to be completely irrelevant, but political correctness must be observed. Once registration is completed... You get a credential badge and any other important information you need, like like what Ken Martin has ordered you to do, apparently. Anyway, you, you will need to register and receive a new badge each day at the convention. Well, you've got to go through the process every day at the convention. Again, show your proof of vaccination, which may or may not be of any public health value whatsoever, but it doesn't matter because science! And then... A Q-tip up the nose. A Q-tip up your nose. Wait 20 minutes for the rapid test results to come back. Get your rest band to prove that science. Go through the metal detector. Get your bag searched for weapons and presumably for food from outside the civic center because the vendors have to make their, their money. By the way, they've got some wonderful vendors there and then then and only then do you actually get to convention business registering get your voting card voting card and so forth and then you go into the convention center and start doing your business uh, it looks it looks like looking at the photo of the entryway people say it looks a little like tsa at a small airport there's three metal detectors set up the staffers i kid you not are wearing hair bags like like operating room nurses they're wearing a number of them are wearing surgical drapes and, and uh N95 masks. It's it it's like it's like going into the Chernobyl exclusion zone in 1987, testing you to make sure that you're clean before you go in. So if, as the DFL's snarky noise machine wanted to try and, and point out last week, there conventions are metaphors for the style of government that each party provides. Yeah, the GOP uh, GOP convention metaphor is this. We've got an awful lot of new blood. They're really unhappy with the way things are. They are ready to wait through some long lines and go through hell and half an acre to sit down and engage in the tough business of making the change and, 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 and ending the Waltz regime in this state. The DFL convention, it looks like a safe zone on The Walking Dead. That's what it looks like. Getting into and out of a safe zone uh, on on the TV show Walking Dead. That's what it looks like. Uh, By the way, the photos from inside the convention, I've had a number of people send me comparing photos showing the packed floor at the GOP convention last week, contrasting with the rather sparsely populated rows of tables at the DFL convention. I'll meet them halfway on this. This is a part of their, their walking caucus uh, system that they have where people wander back and forth between different sub caucuses to vote. It's a bizarre system. I couldn't begin to explain it. Neither can any DFLer, by the way. I've never heard a DFLer explain this process successfully to me. So, w- more about that and the results of the convention when we come back. 651 289 4488. Go nowhere. We'll be right back.
6: make a difference in
1: your life that impacts you for years to come by traveling to Israel this year. Sign up today for the thrill and excitement of visiting the Holy Land this November with nationally syndicated media host Dr. Sebastian Gorka and renowned author and filmmaker Dinesh D'Souza. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com for details and to register. On the tour, you'll step into history with mouth-watering cuisine, picturesque scenes, and magnificent people while visiting over 40 iconic sites and sacred places you've only read and heard about for years. Pray at the Western Wall in Jerusalem, float in the mineral-rich Dead Sea, and take a boat onto the middle of the Sea of Galilee as you experience something transforming in your life. Call 855-565-5519 To reserve your spot, again, visit StandWithIsraelTour.com to book your trip today. We all reach tipping points
0: in life. The weight of a low-paying job, unpaid bills, a new family, you can't keep going. That's where My Computer Career can help. In just months, not years, they can help you start a new life as an IT pro, even with no prior experience. Impossible? You learn online from home, and My Computer Career offers lifetime career services to help you find jobs with companies begging for IT pros. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu
5: think about it. Minnesota collected way more from taxpayers than it needs, resulting in the largest budget surplus in history. It's time to give it back. It's our surplus. Give it back. Think About It is brought to you by Center of the American Experiment, Minnesota's Think Tank. AM
3: 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, join us in welcoming Brandon Tatum to the am a The Patriot Family, one of the network guys uh, replacing Larry Elder at long last Air. Weeknights from 5 to 8 for the Office of Tatum show. Started this past Monday. He's a seven-year veteran of the Tucson Public Police Department. Has uh, 900,000 followers on Instagram, nearly 2 million subscribers on YouTube. And he brings to them quite the audience of Patriots. I caught him for the first time last night. The guy's uh, the guy packs the gear for talk radio, so It'll be fun. Glad to have him on there. Welcome, uh, Officer Tatum. Glad uh, to uh, have you here. I don't know if he's still an actual police officer. Don't know how he gets to call himself. That's okay. It's okay. I'm not going to quibble. You, you run with what you got. At any rate, uh, one of uh, one of our national hosts here on AM 12A, the page, Two, who cover the national scene, uh, and leave that uh, leave the local scene for. Brad, Jack, and I uh, every every week. Of course, King Banyan uh, covers the economic scene every Saturday morning. So, uh, let's talk a little bit about the convention. Now, the convention itself ran about as smoothly, smoothly as I've ever seen a political event run. I'm not I'm not brown-nosing uh, Dave Osmek in the least. Uh, Dave Osmek was uh, one of the higher-ups in the committee running the convention itself, making the actual arrangements and uh, running the logistics of the convention. And it went off as uh, smoothly and well oiled as i've ever seen any political event go that was great no seriously uh I, the electronic balloting was strictly on point uh really i mean it was as much fun as i've ever had uh hosting uh, a broadcast during a political event ever uh, going back to maybe 2010 2006 state convention was a blast too i uh, uh, no no lie there But let's talk about the the downside. Now, we talked a little bit last week during the broadcast about the uh, procedural wrangling at the state central committee meeting on Thursday before the convention, during which a a number of state central delegates uh, undertook to decertify the log cabin Republican affiliate. Now, log cabin Republicans are the lgbtq republican uh, affiliate here they represent gay republicans and you could say well there's not an awful lot of gay republicans out there you'd probably be right uh gay americans are among the crowds of people that have been largely treated as easy votes for the democratic party uh, along with uh, most of your minorities now that's changing bit by bit i mean african americans and latinos are uh, are voted voted in 2020 for donald trump in numbers like we haven't seen in 60 years in the case of african americans currently joe biden is underwater with latino voters now it doesn't necessarily mean we're going to win the latino vote this year but it's uh it's worth noting that for all of the left's harping on trying to essentially open our borders which they are trying to do, quite frankly, it's, it's, there's no other way to explain it. They want unrestricted open borders, and they, they show it by their actions. Despite that, Latinos, when you start actually polling them honestly about their opinions about open borders, they pull so far to the right that they make your typical white Republican look like an Oberlin Humanities sophomore. In terms of in terms of I mean, they they are far harder core on border security. Now, you start talking about deporting illegal aliens, uh, that support drops off real fast because, as it was explained to me by a prominent Latino American uh, Republican uh, American of Latino descent, let's be honest, uh, they they in most Latin American families, I should say many Latin American families, you'll go back in the family tree and find someone who came here and settled without all the requisite paperwork. So if you start document, if you start talking about deporting everyone that can't show you a full packet of immigration papers, you're going to lose their votes. But if you're talking about making sure only people come in who belong here, uh, come in here, who go through the process and punch all the tickets and and do it legally, Latinos make most of us Republicans look pretty, pretty wishy-washy on immigration. Now, I say this by way of getting around to uh, the the LGBT crowd, the the, uh, lesbian, gay, trans, uh, queer crowd, And, and the log cabin Republicans are the affiliate that represent them. Now, there was a push to decertify that affiliate, to deny their affiliates the right to vote, and this, by the way, briefly at least, took down all the other affiliates, the Hmong, the Somali affiliates, and so forth. This reminded me of a move from four years ago where there was a group in the GOP, largely from the, I think, the 8th Congressional District, who tried, but, but with some support elsewhere, that tried to push a resolution that would bar Muslims from holding office in the Republican Party, report holding, uh, holding Republican Party positions which I joined a fair number of fellow conservative Republicans saying, this is just stupid, just stupid. Because while you may not agree, you may not be of the Muslim faith, and you may look, as by the way many Muslims do, at the atrocities committed by Islamicists, by Islamofascists, by people who who mix uh, militant Islam and eliminationist politics, which, by the way, we all do, and many, many Muslim Americans do as well, since it affects them more than than anyone. Uh, you, you see that that huh, if there's anything that's more American than buying a house in Burnsville with a white picket fence and waving the flag on every patriotic day, it's coming out as a Republican. In fact, I've I have friends. Who happen to be gay, who may or may not be Republican, but espouse some conservative views. For example, uh, views on guns. I have quite a number of, uh, a significant number of friends who are gay and or transgender, who are enthusiastic shooters, big into self defense, because of course they realize that armed gays don't get bashed, and they've pointed out in some cases on this broadcast, that it's harder to come out. It has more social opprobrium to come out as a gun owner, someone who subscribes even to one tangent of the conservative ethos, than it is to come out as gay, even in rural Minnesota. And these are people, whether they are Muslims or whether they are LGBTQ if they are going to defy the mainstream of their communities to the point where they are going to identify publicly, uh, very publicly as members of the Republican Party, these are the tough ones. These are the ones with the motivation. These are the ones who will carry on with the conservative beliefs or some flavor of conservative beliefs, and uh, uh, more than enough to to get them through uh, when when. A lot of Republicans have given up and gone home. These are the these are the people we need to encourage. Now, I say this with all due respect to to friends I know, people I know in the party who say who who have their issues. I disagree. I could not agree more strongly, uh I disagree more strongly with you. And by the way, uh, the Star Tribune lied uh, saying the GOP cut ties to the, uh, to the law cabinet Republicans. They did not. That, that was undone the next day by the body of the convention. All of them. More on that when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM A, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back.
7: When it comes to investing in your house, do you want to know what one of the most confusing items there is to make decisions on? Windows. We are talking massive price swings, every salesperson telling you something vastly different, and very little useful information online, which opens the door for salespeople to overcharge you. Hi, I'm Ryan with My3Quotes, an expert on your side. I've worked with many of the top window brands and installers in the Twin Cities and can give you the pros and cons of each. That's what you get when you call me to stop by and measure your windows. We'll talk options that best fit your needs, whether it's vinyl, wood, composite, or fiberglass, and you'll receive quotes from multiple contractors just a few days later. There's no obligation to buy, but if you do, I'll be there to help you write up the order and do a walkthrough when it's done. And yes, I provide the same free service for siding and roofing. Window lead times are extra long right now, so set up an appointment today at GetMy3Quotes.com. That's the number three, GetMy3Quotes.com.
0: Testosterone levels are at an all-time low. Individual T-levels decline 1% every year. Chalk, CHOQ, is the new champion of natural testosterone boosters. Choc's main ingredient is clinically studied to naturally boost testosterone 20% in 90 days. Supercharge your masculinity and boost your daily energy with Choc's Male Vitality Stack. For a limited time, our listeners will get 30% off at choq.com with promo code USA. choq.com, code USA.
4: Please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's
1: heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro Life Across America, the billboard
4: people. The stone arch bridge, the St. Paul skyline, Gooseberry Falls. You can own one of the hundreds of iconic Minnesota images captured by award-winning Twin Cities photographer Wayne Moran for half off the regular price. You'll get a signed 36-inch print of your choice for your home, office, or to give as a gift. Normally $540, now just $270. Only five of these special print offers are available, so call the radio station now at 651-289-4413. 651-289-4413. AM 12...